FCS football podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back to the Believe in FCS Football podcast. I am Joe DeLeon, former college long snapper from the University of Rhode Island. I know Sean Anderson today. I'll let you folks, our listeners, speculate what Sean's doing that is more important than coming on and recording with me. But today, we finally have some FCS action that we're going to talk about. We're going to be breaking down and discussing the McNeese-Tarleton football game from this past Saturday night. We are also going to be touching on my frustrations with the game not being nationally televised or at least accessible to national audiences. And then lastly, I'm going to talk about the games to look forward to this upcoming weekend because there are going to be a ton of really good matchups. Before we get into that, though, folks, make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave us a five star review. And I also want to talk to you about Bet Online. College football and the NFL might be done. However, the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. There also is obviously FCS action now going on. And if you're going to bet on any of these things and you want to have some fun while watching these games, the only place that you should be going is betonline.ag. There's a lot of sports that are going on. And heck, we even have MLB right around the corner. Have some fun. Earn yourself some extra beer money. That's the way that I really like to do it is put a couple dollars down. I'm not going to go crazy and put $100, $200 down like I know some people do, like some of my friends do. But a couple dollars earns yourself some some extra cash to buy some beer if you end up getting it right. Hit your locks. If you think you can get something, go put some money down and have some fun. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Bet Online also has hundreds of props and real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And of course, the 24-hour online casino. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks. So I, I want to, before we get into this game, I really just want to talk about how frustrating it was not being able to tune into this game live. I was able to piece some stuff to get uh, together afterwards. And I'm not here admitting like, oh, I didn't pay attention to the game. I'm going to talk out of my ass. But if you saw on, on Twitter... As soon as the game kicked off, I tweeted about how I couldn't find it. And I was asking people to help me get access to this stream. And the solution or the, the, the conclusion that we ended up coming to after a couple people commented the same thing was you can only tune in if you had Fox Sports Southwest. And that was so confusing to me because I had previously heard, I don't know where from, that it was going to be on ESPN+. Plus. I have ESPN+. Plus. I would think that a game like this would be on ESPN Plus because they get feeds from all over the place. From literally, normally the FCS games, pretty much most of the, the, the quality ones are on ESPN Plus. Instead, it's on Fox Sports and it was accessible through Fox Sports Go. And what I figured out, because I'm on the East Coast and I'm in New Jersey, I was outside of the range to be able to tune in on Fox Sports Go. I would have paid for the ability to watch this game because I would I just wanted to watch an FCS game. I just I don't understand how they how Fox Sports who apparently had the rights to this game valued other programming over this one. And I looked at the lineup. It's like uh, these meh basketball games, these these 
college basketball games, which I get college basketball is popular. You couldn't have put it on like FS1 or, or any of those sources. Or at the same time, if you're not going to nationally broadcast it, give the rights to ESPN so they can broadcast it. I obviously am not going to be able to fully understand the scope of how this is going to work, but it's just annoying. This was the first FCS game of the spring. We have a season full of football. The spring is going gonna, is gonna to be filled with so many good games. And I just assumed I was going to be able to watch it. And you guys didn't even w- bother to put this game on. No, not to mention the fact that this game was a nail-biter. It's not like it was a blowout or it was like a, a, a 10-10 football game. No, we had a 40-37 to game that went into double overtime. And I didn't get to watch it live. It's frustrating. And thankfully, though... Going forward, it seems like from what I've looked at, some of the TV spots are to be announced on some of the schedules, some of the sites that you can look at, but it looks like most of the games next weekend are going to be on ESPN+. And I really do believe once college basketball starts to slow down, and additionally when I think these these broadcasting companies realize that there's going to be a good chunk of people more than they expected tuning in, that they might then pick up more of these games. And that's what I'm hoping for. I'm, I'm really hoping that it, I shouldn't have to dig around and look for an illegal stream. That's the other thing, too, is there was no illegal stream. I've done that plenty of times. I've done the, uh, you know, the Reddit stream, and I couldn't even find one for that. So um, before we continue on and, and do the recap of this game, I just want to talk about Really briefly, our new sponsor, which is eBay, and specifically talking about eBay sneakers. Whether it you have rare dead stock or, or sorry, rather if you're looking for rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe that you're looking for. As original as the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee. Your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. Also, for Sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 and more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, um, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Time to recap this game, guys. And if you were like me and you were frustrated and you didn't really get to tune in, maybe you were following along on Twitter, which was kind of how I went about it. Hopefully discussing it now can help in fill in the gaps. If you did watch the game, I'm going to provide some analysis here and break down some of the things that stood out to me. So this was Tarleton State's first game as an FCS team playing at the Division One level. They were previously extremely dominant at the lower level, uh, producing a lot of really talented guys. They come up first game of the spring season, put in the spotlight. They're playing McNeese State. 40-37 to 37 ends up being our final score with McNeese earning the victory. And that sounds... You know, fine and dandy with the score, a close game. But this game is a double overtime winner 
where Cody Orgeron, the son of Ed Orgeron, the head coach at LSU, had a walk-off 19-yard touchdown. So how did we get here? The game started 10-0 for McNeese State. They created a, a, a simple lead in the first quarter that I think a lot of people expected. You have a lower-level team, team that was good, but you don't really know how well they're going to play. You're expecting them to just come in, be competitive, already down 10 nothing. I don't think anyone really batted an eye at that, thinking, wow, this is this might become a blowout. They're already up 10 nothing. They might pick up some more speed. However, Tarleton was not ready to back down just yet. Devin Hofford made a huge play while McNeese was on the Tarleton 10-yard line on fourth down, a big, big stop, which then sparked Tarleton to go on their own 10-0 run, tying the game at 10-10. Braylon Bridges scored a 27-yard touchdown eventually in the third quarter to put them up 24-10. So here we are. Tarleton starts out down 10-0. They go on a 24-point unanswered streak of scoring into the third quarter where they are now up two touchdowns. So we, we fast forward now to three minutes left in the game. McNeese is down 31-17. to 17. So this looks like a, a little bit of a shocker here. Tarleton comes to play in their first game. They are not messing around. They are in a position here with three minutes to go. Pretty clearly that they're going to win this game 31-17. to 17. I mean, what the heck can you do with three minutes to go when you're down by multiple scores? Well, McNeese and Orgeron had something to say about it. A passing touchdown by Orgeron, and then an onside kick recovery leads to a last-second touchdown to tie the ball game with 35 seconds left. How crazy is that? This is how we open the spring. Is down 14 points. Orgeron and McNeese State go from down to tying the ball game with 35 seconds left. And it ends up going into multiple overtimes. And as I said earlier, go, go look at the clip. Go to McNeese's football uh, page on Twitter. That play is, this play is plastered all over their page. It is a fantastic read by Orgeron as the left side of the field completely opened up and he gallops his way into the end zone to win them the football game. That was how we get to the final score of 40 to 37. Orgeron ends up totaling the game with five total touchdowns, three passing, two rushing, 170 yards in through the air, and then 108 on the ground. Tarleton's best performance came from Braylon Bridges, 112 yards, two touchdowns. So both of these guys already have put themselves onto the the FCS national spotlight. Braylon Bridges is a name that I'm going to pay attention to for one of the best running backs in the country. That is a great performance in his first game, and he's a big reason why they were able to put up 37 points in this game. And then on the other hand, Cody Orgeron, who is already a recognizable name and anyone who was following the FCS knew that, you know, this guy was Ed Orgeron's son. A lot of people were aware that he was the quarterback here for McNeese. And he comes in with an absolute haymaker of a game, five touchdowns, and then a clutch game winning touchdown, not to mention the preceding drives that he led to put them in a position to tie the game. So if we're pulling out one guy already who is a spotlight player who now I am very keyed in on, next game that they play, 
I am going to be looking to see how Orgeron does. And this tends to happen, I think, with FCS and FBS football. This happens a lot where a guy will play and has the opportunity to play one of the few first games of the season and he completely balls out and that then will allow him to ride some hype. And if he can live up to the hype that he's already created for him, like this is, these are late game heroics, five touchdowns. What he did is fantastic. And it's not like Tarleton is not a bad football team. And that leads into my first takeaway from, from this week one game is sometimes when we have these lower division schools move up, they tend to not be very competitive for a period of time. So like most recently, Merrimack moves up. I personally played them. They were not a good football team. Uh, we played sloppy. We kept the game close because we just assumed we were going to kick the crap out of them. But they were undersized. Like they had, they had offensive and defensive linemen that were barely six foot. And they were getting knocked around by guys on our offensive line that are on CFL rosters and NFL rosters. So like that's that's kind of like the expe- expectation that we see sometimes with these smaller level teams. Like heck, LIU. I don't even know if they won a football game. They had one of the worst records in FCS last year. There was a limited expectation on what they were going to do right off the bat. So with Tarleton, who was a much more competitive program than those other two, I really was not sure what we were going to get. I didn't know if we were going to be seeing an immediately competitive program or if they were going to have a little bit of a um, a, a period where they had to get comfortable with playing at the FCS level. And it seems like, and it tends to be the case with strong programs, that they are capable of competing with these mid-tier FCS programs. And McNeese is is not like a a powerhouse program. They produce some quality, talented guys. Um, But overall, what it has proven to me is that I now know that Tarleton is going to be a pain in the ass for every single team that they play this year. And I would expect them... Don't think that this is going to be like the first game for them to not win any games, but play every game close. They're going to win a bunch of a bunch of football games. I, I think their next game, actually, which I had just found this out. I don't know how it, it wasn't more talked about, and I don't know how I didn't really notice it as much, but their next game is against New Mexico State, who is an FBS team. So that's a, that's a little bit funny that they're going to be playing against uh, an FBS team who's playing three games during this spring, that's going to be um, that's going to be their next opponent. So that's even a step a step ahead. Is that you go from playing a decent FCS team to now playing an FBS program? And New Mexico State's not very good, so there's a good chance that they end up going out there playing really well and, and beating them this upcoming weekend. And, that, and that's one of the games I didn't have it in my list, but that's one that I think you guys should pay attention to. There's no time announced yet. There's no date announced yet. But once that is announced, check out and see what happens with that game. On the other hand, for McNeese State, I don't think that we learned a whole lot from this game. I think that we learned their de- their defense is a little bit inconsistent. They have the momentum and the and the, the cohesive team to put together a comeback like they did. And it's good to have stuff like that under your belt at the start of a season. Because when you get into tight football games down the road, 
it's very easy to rally your troops and rally your team as a coach or as a, as a captain and say, guys, we did this in our first game. We're down by two scores right now, but we've done this before. We've done it with less time and with a lot more difficult odds. So for them the rest of the season, if they're in a close football game, don't be surprised if they make another comeback. Teams that are capable of doing this tend to do it often. They are able to climb out of deficits. And maybe they're not going to win every time. But they will be able to fight back and claw back within striking distance. And that that was over my time at Rhode Island. There were a couple different teams that we we had faced that were notorious for that. And leading up to the game, and it was something that was discussed leading up to games, that we, we can't put ourselves in situations to allow them to get back in the game. And, you know, who would have thought in, in those types of matchups, it happened to us a ton, where we would go up by a few scores and then teams would climb their way back in. Happened with Maine, happened with Towson, Stony Brook on, on different various years. But for me, though, the, the bigger takeaway with McNeese is that I want to keep watching what, what Orgeron does. I'm excited. This guy is a baller. And I'm hoping this isn't just a, a one-hit wonder, a guy that played up to the moment and performed at an elite level to help his team win, and then he's not going to do anything else. I'm really hoping that we continue to see more of the same throughout the rest of the year. I'm hoping that we get more and more big performances out of Orgeron because if it is, it's a fantastic storyline for the spring. A guy who is one of the top FBS coaches' sons, plays at the FCS level, starts a season with late-game heroics, and then continues to just have big performances. I love rooting for guys that have storylines like this. So just to wrap up today's show, not going to be a long one today because we only have one game and we also have a handful of games coming up this weekend for week two of the spring FCS season. What you need to know first is that if you haven't taken a look at maybe your favorite team schedule or some of the other team schedules, a lot of the conferences and a lot of these teams are very spread out in when they're supposed to start. There were also a, a lot of programs that had week one games that were supposed to be soon that were canceled and pushed back their start date. That happened to Rhode Island. Bryant canceled their first game. So they are now expected to start a lot later. So expect that to be a possibility. That's honestly something that we could continue to see. A lot of different teams canceling games and then the starts of these season seasons uh, being pushed back. But the games that I, I'm really keyed on and the games that I, I want to watch this weekend, the first one, South Dakota State, Northern Iowa, that game is on Friday, 8 p.m. That's a banger. That is a great game that we're going to be getting this Friday. Tune into that one. And it actually, coincidentally, I ended up picking one game for Friday, one game for Saturday, and one game for Sunday. But that South Dakota State-Northern Iowa game, like we got Pierre Strong Jr. I, I know that we're losing Spencer Brown and Ellerson Smith for Northern Iowa, but they're still returning some playmakers, man. This is a, a both two powerhouse teams that are going to be fighting it out in week one 
you usually don't get this. And maybe it's because the spring has set us up in this position where you can't really mess around with having all these other games and maybe risking an outbreak. You're just getting right into the big dogs, man. You're getting right into facing the, the big opponents that you need to beat. So this is a great game. Tune into that one. Uh, Southern Illinois, North Dakota on Saturday. This one's not as much of a big game. This game's being played at 1 p.m., but still two quality programs that I think will provide a, a really uh, competitive atmosphere. And then my last one, another big dog matchup, uh, Youngstown State, North Dakota State, Sunday at 3.30. See, that that's the one thing that I really like here about the spring, folks, is that we are in a position because there's no NFL action on Fridays that they can spread things out a little bit. So we're not just going every single football game on Saturday. Instead, we're getting games on Friday. I can watch football on Friday now. I can watch football on Saturday now. And I can watch football on Sunday. How how fantastic is that? How can you not be juiced up about this? I get to watch three fantastic football games. And there's even more being played this coming weekend. And I'm not getting screwed over like I was with this last game. So this is going to be a fun one. Youngstown State, North Dakota State. No Trey Lance. Are they going to be able to put it together? Can North Dakota State and the Bison immediately move on from losing their star quarterback? And then and then uh, Youngstown State, a program that was a little bit down last year. This is a game for them where can you catch North Dakota State off guard? Can you catch them without Trey Lance and Adam Cofield? Can you maybe slap them in the face when they think that they're the top dogs, but they're missing their stud player. How will they perform in this matchup? So all three of these games I'm going to be tuned in on and don't think that me only bringing up these three games that I'm not interested in the others. I'm going to be watching as many games that I can this upcoming weekend. And frankly, you should be too. And I'm curious to hear folks tag me on Twitter at Joe DeLeon. I want to hear what games you're watching this weekend. Which games are you looking forward to? Because I want to know, you know, I want to know what you're interested in seeing. Is your team playing? Is there maybe a rival playing? Let's talk about it. Let's talk more about the FCS because this is a big deal What this spring season. This is an opportunity to create more exposure for the spring and for the FCS. That's going to be it from us, uh, me, folks. Almost said us. It's just me today. Follow me on social media at Joe DeLeon. Follow Believe Podcasts at BLEAV Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button, please. Leave us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. Additionally, um, I believe that's it. Head to Believe.com to find our show as well as hundreds of other shows. You can also find my other show that I do with Believe, uh, the NFL Prospects Podcast, so check that out as well. Talk to you uh, soon, folks. Not sure yet if I'm going to do a second episode this week. I don't believe so, but we will definitely keep doing these episodes uh, consistently coming out early in the week depending on time availabilities but realistically i would like to get these out every single monday so we'll talk to you soon folks enjoy the rest of your week and we'll talk to you soon thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.